Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? Very well, thank you. Not too bad. What's happening with you guys? Well, our big our big news following on from the news of, I don't know, a week or so ago is uh, Stuart resigned today. So we're going to be footloose and fancy free soon. Wow. Mm, and I'll be driving up the highway to show you how to edit shows next. Uh, there's every... <laughs> that laugh. That laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, we'll, mm, we'll yeah. drive further. <laughs> we'll play catch us if you can around Australia. <laughs> All right, then. Well, congratulations. Well, I don't have any particular news to tell you, so... Mm-hmm. Swanny, Let's get on with it. Nothing. I've got nothing going on until we're All done. Right. All well, right. Well, I suppose we should introduce ourselves. I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are Trial, Trial by, by wine. wine. And what are we drinking? Oh, well, this fine Monday afternoon mm-hmm. <laughs> for uh, my night shift with my children. And listen, I've got a what you call that? I think the influencers would put their hand behind it and show you like that, which of course our viewers cannot listen to. But but yes, it's a Coke Zero. Mm. What, a, what a surprise! And boys, well, uh, we're having a 2008 unoaked Cabernet from Grayland Estate Ooh. in Margaret River. Oh, um, delicious! Mm, so a nice old one for the kids have been on camp there the last two weeks. I didn't bring anything back. Oh, have them. they? <laughs> they have. Indeed. Selfish. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Schmidty, what about you? I have a soda stream with cordial in it because I have a feeling we're going to do a few of these tonight. And after five oh. hours of recording the other day of the worst, the most horrific story that I think we've covered today, nightmare. we've done a few shockers. I know, but it was, was up there, wasn't it? That mm-hmm. literally, I wouldn't say gave me a nightmare, but I woke up in the night because I had had a few too many to drink while we were recording. It wasn't until the second one that I was like, oh, God, really? And I woke up and I, all I could think about was the Red Ripper. And I don't mean the Allen Sweet. <laughs> you were thinking, why did they change it from Redskin? Why, yeah. why, why? <laughs> that woke me up in the middle of the night. No, and all I could think about, and I and I got a little bit scared, and then I had to oh, calm myself God. down wow. and say, "All right, that was that, that man isn't here." But because I'd oh, looked honey. at images of him, and he was so scary looking too, I just thought, "Oh." So I've decided to go a little dry um, to start off with, and then we'll see how we go. I'll grab something in a break, I'm sure. I bet you felt nicer and safe having your knives above your bed, though, the way you do. Oh, I really should get some knives <laughs> above my bed. That. The longer, yeah. the longer we yeah, do this, the that. more I think I actually do need to have some kind of weapon of choice yeah. close to me. Just for those moments when I wake up thinking, oh, is the Red Ripper in my house? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, Swanee, is it your story today? It is. It is. <laughs> it is. And just at that point, I've just... That, oh, that was perfect. I, I had something that I wanted to work so with. So before we started recording, we were teasing, well, I often tease Swanee about her process. Yes. Swanee 
is a little old school and she I'm prints totally a whole school. lot of stuff out and then she refers to it as she goes, whereas Clucky and I tend to do, we two screen it. We, we, t- we tend to manage with a, a computer and two monitors. I must um, say I'm oh, very impressed. Do you really? Is that, how, is that why it works? That's my setup. Oh, I, oh, no, I do it on an iPad so I can sit there and click through. Yeah, so but the lap, but you've, you're looking at us through the laptop, yeah, and then true. you've got an iPad which you're using as your, yeah. Yeah, your base. So that's how I do it. That's how he does it. But Swanee? She likes paper. She likes to wing it a bit more. I do. And like as to I said, whose story is it? She turned to her stack and, and started to reorder them. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I do have a crime. Coming off the back of Clarkie's <laughs> Russian nightmare uh, <laughs> of last week, <laughs> double, double episode nightmare. Double whammy. I yeah. didn't really sort of. I didn't really know where to go, but I knew that I didn't want to go towards a serial killer. I thought that would probably be a step too far. Just too much. Exactly. Yeah, so I agree. I w- w- there is a murder involved. Mm. Um, oh, that's nice. Yes, <laughs> but it is not. Um, God, I can't believe I laughed at that. No, <laughs> I know it's so hard to know where to sort of the territory to start to work in again after being so low or so dark oh, with that awful. last. It was. Oh, it just didn't stop, did it? I know, and I don't kind of, kind of don't know how to deal with that. But anyway, I, I would describe this this crime as potentially every parent's worst nightmare. It's a oh god. I quite often like to bring to the table something that when I've read about it, watched it, that it's it's sort of elicited a response in me where I think, oh my god! Like I think when a crime sort of speaks to you a little bit, you sort of have a little bit more more interest in it. And it's just a crime that was basically. We'll come on to it, but you know, someone's life has been stolen from them under really horrendous circumstances, and it was someone whose you know life was ahead of them. And I think that you know, as a, any human, it would be you know pretty upsetting. But as a mum, I, and I was doing a lot of it yesterday, as it was Mother's Day, and I was thinking, oh my god, it would really would change your life and your view on things for forever because it's really it's very unpleasant at best. So. Our crime takes us to Los Angeles. So my sources are cnn.com, news.com.au, the Los Angeles Times, the Daily Bruin, NBC Los Angeles, and Death in the Dorms, which is a documentary series. (laughs) You're kind of given something away. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler is this alert. the story of Freddy Krueger or something? (laughs) It sounds like it could be one of those horror movies. No, not quite. But it's it's set just outside the campus of UCLA and it's interesting because I went to UCLA, I've worked out in, I think it was 1999 and I, I don't remember a great deal about it but I just know that I had to get a top and I remember going to, I, I, I don't know how, I don't know, I can't remember anything about it really except the fact that I went and got this sweatshirt and I wore it honestly for about 20 years and it was a proper UCLA one with like the felt letters on it and I, I loved it. But I never really understood about you know how campuses are set up in the US and and how they they work but and I still don't know an awful lot about it but I probably know a little bit more than I did then but UCLA is in sort of like a an area of um, Los Angeles called Westwood and they sort of describe it as sort of like this like little little sort of college town which seems quite weird within LA but that's where the campus is and to be honest the campus is really quite beautiful like if you look at some of the buildings you can imagine the money that they've put into it it is an incredible campus and it's a university that attracts people from obviously California and Los Angeles but you know certainly all across the US and um, certainly across the US and internationally as well so um, I think to go to UCLA 
would be something that you really want to do and would be a pretty exciting time in a young person's life. But we're going to find out that it probably wasn't the the ending for one family that um, they certainly thought it was going to be when they sent their child there. So I'm going to start early morning on September 21, 2015. And we're starting in an apartment block off campus, but it is a sorority house's apartment building, a complex. So I don't know if they own it as such, but certainly the girls that live within it, it's not the sorority as such, but a group of girls from a sorority live there together. So it's not the actual house, but you know what I mean? It's just a small yeah. apartment building. And if I understand correctly, within that street of Westwood, it's a similar setup. The whole place is just full of students, right? It must be so much fun, being, you know, a great place to live. And the night before, all of the girls in the building were together because they were getting ready for sorority rush. And I'd heard that before, but I had Ooh, to look it up because I didn't know what it actually was. Sorority rush? Apparently, I had to look it up. A sorority rush is when they try and uh, encourage people to join their sorority. So I didn't realise that was oh, quite how it worked. Like a recruitment program. That's yeah. the word I was after. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to recruit. So the, But, you know, it is like in a movie. Like they are literally cutting out things and making signs and, you know, getting, you know, having wines while they while they while they do it. Or but cruises. These, yeah, vodka cruises, no doubt, or something. Mm. Um, cheap drinks. and cheerful, I'm sure. But they're all a group of girls together and they are drinking and getting ready for the sorority rush, which is going to happen the next day. So if we look at like a school year, US school year, beginning of the um, university year in September, you know, after the summer, it'll be oh, yeah. early in yeah. the I don't know exactly how early, but very early on September. As I said, in the apartment, all of these girls are getting ready and they all sort of head off to bed pretty late, like, you know, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, you know, and and everyone's tucked into their beds, but not Sarah Muir. Sarah Muir has been up early because her boyfriend had been visiting her from Northern California and she had to take him back to the airport because he'd been there for her 21st and he was flying out on a very early flight. So after she dropped him off at LAX, she headed back home. It was still dark when she got back to the apartment building or complex. It's not really apartment building. Think of it as a bit, it's a bit older than that. You know, like something more out of low rise, couple of stories, and like a central yeah. sort of area. But you know, apartments like that. Melrose Place. Correct. That's what I think of. Maybe not that big even, but yeah, something similar to that. So it was still dark when she returned, and she was on the second floor of the apartment building. And she said that her clock read five thirty when she got back to the house, uh, the, the apartment. As she was at, in the morning or in the evening? Oh, definitely in the morning. So the morning. a lot of them haven't been that in bed that early. long, to be honest. Yeah, mm. it's, it's early. She's got him off the airport and she's back. When she was at the front door, she was about to turn the key. She heard a noise in the stairwell below her and she turned to look back and she saw a man running away. She made a mental note of what he was wearing. He had a red and blue tank top, dark jeans and a baseball cap. And she was mm. really a little bit disturbed by the encounter. And I think she, called, she, yeah, she called her boyfriend and, you know, sort of had him on the phone, you know, we all have done that. You know, you've got someone to talk to because everybody else is asleep, right? But she's been a bit sort of, why, why is that guy running and why is he doing that? And it just didn't feel quite right. Anyway, so she has a chat to the boyfriend and she thinks, you know, never mind. He's, he, you know, puts her mind at ease and she says, you know, I've just decided to go back to sleep. But about 45 minutes later, she was awoken by a lady's screams and a barking, whimpering dog. Mm. So she called 911. And I mean, good honour for doing that. She didn't sort of hang about. She just didn't feel right and she was scared. So she called 911 and she started to describe the ruckus that she had seen earlier with the man before to the operator and saying, I think someone needs to come out here. I know that the girl in the apartment below me has a dog and I can hear a woman screaming and I can hear a dog sort of whimpering. So as Sarah answered the operator's questions, 
a high-pitched noise that sounds like a woman screaming can be heard in the background of oh, the phone God. call. Oh, God. I'm getting chills. And that's the oh, transcript yeah. from, like, the 911 call. Oh. So, She's quite good, though, isn't she? Like, I to think make so. the mental note and then to call 911. Do you reckon she's done it before or she's just a natural? I don't know, to be honest. I was surprised that she was so forthright to do that and she didn't go and get somebody else first or yeah, yeah. whatever else. She was up and she just went, that's not right. It might be because seeing that guy really spooked her. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, something, well. something's not right yeah. now. I know that something's not right. So she makes the call. And the person on the other end of the phone is actually quite helpful. And they say, right, we're going to send someone out right away. And um, I'll, I'll just stay with you on the phone. Can you hear them coming? Can you let me know when you can hear the sirens and stuff? And she does. And she yeah. said, you know, um, oh, okay, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can hear them now. I can hear them there. You know, so and she's being sort of made feel a little bit more comfortable because the lady's on the phone with her, you know, keeping her ears saying, they're on their way, they're on their way. Can you hear them? It's all okay. You know, everything's all right. They're going to be there, you know, whatever else. Anyway, so two police cars arrive with two police officers each in them and they come out and they go to her and they say to her, you know, what's happening? She said, oh, you know, I can, I could, I heard a woman screaming and I could hear, a, I could hear a dog and the girl downstairs, you know, has a, a dog and they say, okay, we'll go and look. So the two sets of police go around the complex with their torches looking into all of the rooms because I don't think there's like bars or anything like that. You can just sort of, I think there's sort of lots of windows that open onto balconies. I imagine, you know, mm-hmm. sort of full-length windows, window doors. Doors, like yeah. French yeah. doors, yeah. They go around and have a look. They spend six minutes there and then they leave because they're unable to see that there's any trouble. There's no signs of break and entry. They don't go back to Sarah and say to her, look, We've put your mind at ease. Okay, they actually just leave. So she's looking outside, going, "Oh, they're they're leaving. I guess There's I guess really? it's all right." Uh huh. Yep. Jeepers. That sounds very unusual. So there's no more oh. screaming. So after that initial screaming, it has stopped. So it's not when they've arrived. There's no the screaming. So there's nothing that they can see or hear. And they're like, right, they didn't knock on any of the doors. They That's just it. they didn't knock on a That's, door. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and they didn't. Would Sarah have given her apartment number and stuff? She spoke to them, but she did. And but she said the one that was concerning her was the girl who lived downstairs. She said, "I thought the scream was coming from there." Mm-hmm. I did read somewhere else, or later on, that she said that look, sometimes it's a bit tricky. There's an echo because of the way the apartments sort of face each other. So perhaps it did come from somewhere else. But I know the girl downstairs had a dog and heard a dog, so she had given pretty good directions. But that when they went past that uh, apartment, they looked in and they couldn't see anything. They with their torch, so uh, the decision was made that they. Would leave and off they went. Yeah, it's just effective policing. Poor form. Perhaps. I mean, putting the, I, I think well, the fact that she'd heard such loud, I think so. Yeah. I think the fact that she'd heard screams and the dog, I think the combination and saying, like, I know the woman downstairs has a dog, I thought that was pretty fair to say. Like, I think if they even bothered to knock on the front door. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. That's weird. <gasps> that but they I said they put it. a flashlight into the, the living room. They couldn't see yeah, anything. Yeah, but yet. if there's someone in the bedroom dying or, mm. you know, like, Too you late. Don't, you knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah, at 6.30 a.m., seven evidence minutes after they arrived, mm. the, I'd said six four, seven minutes after the officers cleared the scene. No evidence of a crime, one of the officers had written in their, their log. Well, I mean, you know, without looking, no evidence. <laughs> Correct. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, poor Sarah Mer upstairs is quite shaken and she's looking out the window, you know, so she can no longer see the police. She can see that they've sort of gone and she said, I just felt really nervous and uncomfortable and I felt 
upset that they hadn't come back to tell me that everything was sort of okay. So I didn't really know what was going on. I just had this sort of uneasy feeling. As, she, as they were driving away, did she yeah. go out on the balcony and go, you're shit? <laughs> no, she went defective yeah, detective. defective detective. Again, yes. at this point she tries texting and calling some of the other occupants of the units below who are, you know, obviously students and sorority sisters and she doesn't hear back from anyone because they're all asleep. You know, no one else has mm. obviously heard the screams that she'd heard and there's a variety of reasons that that may have been the case. They had been drinking. One of them says that, you know, she slept with a fan on that was like two fans with super loud. You know, like, a lot of them have yeah, these white, yeah. I know that sounds like I'm making this up, but a lot of them use these, it's a very American thing, these white noise. I could imagine in a university dormitory kind of thing mm. wanting white noise because there would be noise all the time, I imagine. I get that impression that there's sort of so many comings and goings of people, but also... I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's just the people that I know, but I know a few Americans from when we lived in, ironically, in London. But a lot of them use white noise machines to sleep. They've just sort of, mm. it's a thing. And I don't know many I Australians. I use an do. app. Oh, do you really? Yeah, it's, I wouldn't call it white noise, but I suppose it is. I use a rain app. That sounds oh, yeah. Like is that all night or just to get falling. you to sleep? About 20 minutes usually till I'm in deep sleep and then okay. it turns itself off. Sometimes if I'm not fully in full sleep, when it turns itself off, I wake up. <laughs> But but I use it because Boof snores and so oh, yeah. it, it blocks it, out the noise. It blocks that out because yeah. he doesn't snore regularly. Yeah, so it's... he makes all these bizarre noises, and I just lie there going, "Oh, for God's sake, I'm going to smother that dog." Constant so noise is noise better than you know on and off, isn't it? On and off, that's right. Yeah, mm. so you just get this rain noise, and it I go off nicely. So yeah, I know if what it, you're talking about. If it's raining, do you use the app? I have actually because sometimes yeah. the rain. Doesn't you get last. a bit of rain and it doesn't last. Mm. It's not constant. That's right. And it falls mainly on the plane. That's right, especially in Spain. Yeah, so, well, I'm glad that you sort of know that that's a thing and that you use it because I think that, you know, a lot of them seem to sort of have these kind of things that they use and, you know, if you don't sort of buy into it or understand it, I don't think you realise just what its job is to block out other noises and other interferences and to get you in. Exactly There's murders going on everywhere. Yeah, I out. just need a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. I'll just get a white noise machine. <laughs> so Sarah tried um, texting and calling the other occupants of the other apartments without success and at one point she yelled out a nickname of one of the girls. She yelled out Andy, which is short for Andrea. Andrea is the girl with the dog. Again, no response. And, you know, when she yelled at Andy's name, nothing. So she went into her roommate, Erica, who had just come into the kitchen, told her about the screams that she'd heard and the fact that she'd called the police and that police had come and they'd come and they'd gone without sort of letting her know. So her, you know, flatmate um, said to her, well, you know, don't worry about it. I'm sure it's all fine. They've done their job. Just Have don't they? worry, sweetheart. You know, it's all going to be totally fine. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Which I imagine most people would probably do. Well, if the police have been, then what, what have you got to worry about? I it reckon was- I'd go down to see if the dog was barking because a dog would normally bark if, if you knocked on the door. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be too scared to walk around. I don't know what I'd do. I'd definitely I'd go call with the police. It. I'd say come let's down go together. Yeah. Let's go yeah, there's two can, of us. Yeah. Can we go and have yeah, a Yeah, that's look? a good yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> or, or not. Or not. Could get murdered. But or yeah. just say, oh, well, I've done my bit. The police have oh. done their bit. It's only moments later that she hears a loud bang come from downstairs. So she sprints to the balcony outside her bedroom and looks down and she sees the same man that she'd seen earlier that morning Aww. and he's jumping from the balcony outside Andy's room. Oh she also saw smoke pouring from the apartment. So Andy calls 911 for a second time and now it's just after 7, so it's only an hour after she initially called. 
She says on the transcript, I just called the cops about a girl screaming and I just saw the guy who was in there run out of the room and it looks like her room is on fire, she said, according to the transcript. When the 911 operator asked her for the race of the suspect, Sarah replied, I already did this. She went on to describe a young man wearing jeans, a tank top, a baseball cap, matching the description she'd given earlier that morning, but he also had a red blanket over him. What colour was the tank top, the operator asked. We need an ambulance, Sarah responded. And a fire brigade. As she's calling the police, downstairs in that apartment, people are waking up because they can hear the fire alarms now. And as the girls wake up who are flatmates, they come to a room and that room is on fire and it is their flatmate and her name is Andy. So they open, try to open the door, they can't. The room is totally engulfed in flames and they are unable to get Andy out of the room and they have to run for their own lives as it totally goes up in flames. Oh, God. So the fire was so intense that when the fire brigade got there, it took them 30 minutes to put the fire out and it only was actually in one room. They found the body of Andrea Del Vesco on top of her bed. Her face and fingers were burned so badly that she was initially listed as a Jane Doe. Oh, my God. And she would be positively identified through dental records. She suffered at least 19 sharp force injuries. Some were superficial cuts, other were stab wounds. And they found on either side of her throat there were two very deliberate stab wounds into her carotid arteries, which would... They said you would you die fairly quickly after that they because it's the blood that quick. goes to your brain. Yeah, that was, they were deemed sorry rapidly fatal. Also in the room was her dog, and her, it was her beloved Chihuahua mixed with a terrier. And the dog's name Not is Bruiser. No, you're gonna have to listen to this because I, I, I have to listen to it a couple of Shay Panda. I don't know why a dog is called what? Shay Panda, but everybody knew Shay Panda. Because she had Shea Panda with her all the time. But what's important to note is that Shea Panda is alive. Oh, wow. <gasps> yes, yes. Is Shea Panda fireproof? Shea Panda was found at She's the foot of her bed, singed and gasping yeah. for breath. Um, oh. the comatose, but low down. So yes, correct. Yeah. So probably yeah. missed the fire and wasn't set on fire, I think also mm. is a mm. point to make. The comatose animal was taken to a vet and we will come back to um, <gasps> Shea Panda a little later. Shea later. Yes. Mm. Because Andrea's body was so badly charred in the fire, they couldn't determine an exact time of death. And the absence of soot in her airways and relatively low level of carbon monoxide in her blood indicates she was most likely deceased prior to the ignition of the fire. The blaze, an arson investigator would later testify, was initially set by someone who dumped a trash can onto the bed and placed an open flame to its contents. Andy Del Vesco. Andrea Del Vesco was a beautiful girl and she was a senior. So she was in fourth year at UCLA and she was a member of UCLA's P Beta Pi. Now I've read it twice as different things. I've read it as Pi Beta Pi and P Beta Pi. So given I don't know a lot about sororities, I I can't tell you which one is correct, but let's just say she was a sorority sister and she had come from Texas and she... Her mum had wanted to go to university in um, Chicago with her big brother, but Andy wanted to study psychology and she was very adventurous and she's travelled a load. She travelled a load with her parents. I think they were probably quite comfortable, but I think that more to the point, Andrea did lots of things for charity. So she was already going to like Peru when she was 16, working and helping, you know, underprivileged children and communities. So she'd done loads and loads of sort of 
philanthropy and you know a lot of a lot of I think sorority life or Greek life as they call it I think there's definitely the party side of it that we all see portrayed in movies and stuff but a lot of it's supposedly about you know social connections and doing good for the community and doing good for other people so she was looked upon as being sort of an exemplary young woman who really cared and had a lot of compassion for other people it wasn't just about partying or whatever else but that's not to say that wasn't part of her personality. She was just a little ray of sunshine who everybody loved and got along with everybody and did a lot to help people. And mm. going to UCLA and studying psychology was was her dream and she really she really loved it. You know, and as I said, she was already in a senior and uh, life was good. Her poor parents receive a phone call on the 21st of September to say that their daughter has died in a fire and that they need to make their way to Los Angeles and that Her they daughter don't... has died in a fire. Correct. Is that what they suspected at the time or have they No, they just didn't her... really give them any more detail, I think. Yeah, so they right. get them on the flight and I think that they arrive that night and they're, they're greeted by the police. And, again, I don't think – I don't even think at that point – it's a bit unclear as to what the police even tell them. And what I found really odd was at one point – she's got a younger sister and an older brother, but her younger sister was at school – and her, her little sister gets a text from, like, one of her sister's friends saying, you know, I'm sorry to hear that your sister's been, you know, killed in a fire or whatever. And, like, that's how the sister finds out before her mum can even tell. I mean, just God. things like that, which is exactly what must happen a lot, the yeah. way social media and the way we communicate. Now, it's not like it, it used to be where they could control, I think, a little bit more information how it goes. Yeah, now it's yeah. like once it's out there, it's out. And they didn't really make much of that in the documentary that I watched, but that really... That really bothered me. I thought, imagine finding out mm. any or any news of that nature, let alone that, you know, your family your sister, hasn't spoken yeah. to you, your sister's been killed. And at that point she doesn't even know that she's how she's come to that ending, but we'll come on to that. They arrive, they speak with the police, and then they actually go to And that um, is, oh, can sorry. we give Shay Panda another name? <laughs> like it, I've come used to it, bothered me to start with, but now I've, oh, now I've, now I've come around. I've it's come ridiculous. Around. I can't have a dog name. I mean, what would you do when you had to call it? You couldn't be. Like, I don't know. Just, I feel like they must be, and there must be like an so in-joke or some nonsense. reference that I just don't understand because I don't know what Shay Panda, I don't know the joke. You know, there must be something, right? And I think, oh, God, am I supposed to know what Shay Panda means? And then I thought, oh, is it something to do with like one of those uh, that Maybe dog it was in... a purebred, and that was his name. No, it was no, it was terrier and chihuahua. I don't think he didn't look like oh, a mutt. Right? No, offense, no offense, <laughs> Shay Panda. No Sorry, offense, Shay Panda. Sorry, well, Shay Panda. I mean, well, Shay was his you first name. No, I don't panda think. No, I don't think name. it was. It was called Shay Panda. They always called it Shay Panda. You oh, don't drop God. the panda. All right. Jesus. So they arrive. It's and ridiculous. Poor, poor you Shea can't Panda have a ridiculous really character like that in a serious story like this. I know it is a problem for me too. But it's yeah. it's emotionally traumatizing because I go from being sad to being annoyed, and then I hear Shay Panda. I'm like, what the? F- what is that? How does that? Just give it another name. Poor Shay Panda. Phoenix. Right. Can we call it Phoenix? I don't think it's going to rise from the ashes. Oh, you reckon anyway. it's going to get finished? How about? Let's listen then, hey. Sans Phoenix. <laughs> so now it's got two names again. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So Andy's mum is Leslie Delvesco and Leslie says that as she's heading to the animal hospital, she says, I, I, I know that Andy's dead. You know, I've been told that she's dead, but I just didn't want to accept it and I wanted to, I wanted to see her body and they wouldn't sort of let her, we know why, but 
I don't think in her mind she's she's not aware of what's happened, right? And the the scale to which you know her do body. They have being, that, do they have that right to not let her see her daughter's body? Well, the police told thing? her. I think they were doing it to protect her at the time. But they told no, her they wanted to hold her one last say, time. The police said yeah, um, we cannot allow not. that until the autopsy has been completed, which would make sense. Oh, that, right. that yeah. does yeah, make yeah. sense. Yeah. So yeah. she couldn't anyway at that initial point. So she can't see the body, and she heads off to the animal hospital to see Shay Panda. And she says, the doctor came over and said, she is suffering. We all agreed it was better if we just let Shea Panda go to join Andrea, she said. We said goodbye to Shea Panda and sent her to kiss Andrea for us. And then it hit me. If Andrea was involved in that same fire, what her body must have looked like. So this poor dog, you could only imagine how singed and just holding on to life. And that was really sad because I could so imagine a, someone's beloved pet suffering hugely, having to put the dog down and then going go to Andrea. You know, I could so imagine that whole scene playing out. I just mm. found that really, that really sort of touched me. I thought, well, that's really sad. You know, the poor doggy and this beautiful young girl, they've lost both of them and, well, off together, wherever that may be. It wouldn't be that they went, oh, there's no way we're going to adopt Shea Panda, so we're just going to have to move it on. <laughs> Not with a name like that. <laughs> Look, if we could... If we could Look do, at the horror we could, on Swanee's face <laughs> as he's to say that. So naughty. So inappropriate. Shea but... Panda, oh... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> euthanize the dog or change the name. There are options, but I can't. Yeah. We, we can't. We cannot adopt a shape No, cannot. I will not. I will I not. We're all traumatized right now, and that would tip me over. Oh. Um, so Shay Panda was quite badly burnt, then. injured by the sound of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised missed... that she, I'm surprised Shay Panda didn't die. To be honest, being such a small little thing, but she yeah. didn't. I missed that when. I was having all my Shea Panda jokes. <laughs> Probably even more inappropriate now. I, I thought Shea Panda was fine and was going to live on. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no I, I shouldn't know, I think so. It. Not when the room was so engulfed no. in flames no, that the, it took the half an hour to get totally in there. Okay, so at this point, you know, we're... I just want to go oh, back on that point, not yes. about Shea Panda, but <laughs> when you were talking earlier about they said that a trash can had been put on the bed and set alight. Yeah. That doesn't seem extreme enough to create that the fire that did. Yeah. 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 So agree. it sounds more like someone would have used some kind of yeah. accelerant. Yeah. Yeah. And when you said her face and her fingers were burnt in particular and she was unrecognizable, I just wondered whether or not somebody had poured lighter fluid or something on her. Yeah. Would it depend what her bedding was made out of? Yeah, polyester. Because it, yeah, because there's a bit of, of that, too. and then you get the mattress and mattresses. Not that you're allowed oh, to burn awful. them, and not that I ever have. But I have heard they go up pretty quickly. <laughs> I can attest to the fact that I've never burned a mattress. <laughs> they go from mattress to coils super quick. Yep. Is that right? Oh, and that's yeah, really and a, a that's terrible. Remember yeah, yeah. so they used to for years. Lots of campaigns about not smoking in bed because a lot of people would oh, accidentally of course. set I'm fire to themselves in bed. I'm surprised they were fire retardant. I like I love yeah. the word retardant. A lot of smoke too, to your point. So a poor old Shea Panda. And really nasty yeah. smoke. Mm. Yes, mm. yes, that's not good. Poor Andy and now Shea Panda deceased and we've got Andrea's body with the coroner yep. and 
and a mum and dad just wondering what's going on. And at this point, they do start dealing with the police, obviously, and they're trying to get a handle on what happened, but the police are being quite reticent to speak to them and well, certainly being why. open with it's, correct. Yeah, and yeah, they were be, they've been negligent. They've said in, in you know, looking in retrospect that they thought that they were really sort of kept at arm's length and they were made to feel it was inappropriate to ask the questions that they were asking and they, they just didn't, they weren't helpful and we... we we can understand why, but that's what is going on in the background. At the same time that this is going on, there's obviously an investigation that has started and UCLA and the, the newspaper that they have is the Daily Bruin. They are a whole heap of you know chaos on campus because someone's been murdered in fire. They don't know what's happened. Yeah, They're trying yeah. to work out what's going on. People want to find out what's happening. And all they have to go on is the fact that when Sarah saw the, the guy jump out and he had the same description as the one that she told them earlier. She then actually left the apartment building and she ran down to follow him. And what she caught was a red car leaving. And on the I'm back, I know, she saw a small red car leave and she was, because she's a Greek girl, and when I'm a Greek girl, it's a sorority girl, she saw a Greek sticker on the back, which was for another fraternity, which was a yeah. boy, a male, can you call sorority. it? A, a male, sorority. A male, sorority. Sorority is for sisters. For, College, yeah, whatever, no, they, yeah, whatever yeah. those things yeah. are. A boy's Club. one, a male one, yeah. So a, she was a, able yeah. to say to the police, right, this is what the guy looked like. I ran outside after him. He was there twice. Was he had a red blanket around him. It's a red yeah. car. I can't, remember quite, I can't remember the make, but I know the sticker on the back of the car. Do you want me to go and put some dust for prints as yeah. well while I'm yeah, doing your yeah. job? You I mean, just give me that bottle and the little brush. She's like CCTV. She's on it. So <laughs> Sarah CCTV. So Sarah impresses me greatly in this whole thing. Yes. So that's what the they've got. To, that's what they've that sort of situation. got to work with. But in the meantime, another piece of information has come to light, and it's so interesting. The headlines of you know a girl that's been killed in a fire. And now a few days later, we've got one which is, was sorority girl Andrea Andy Delvesco from UCLA's, now it's Pi Vita Pi, killed over drugs? And another headline which is, drug dealing charges were pending against UCLA student found dead. So let's explore Is that fact that. or is that headline? Well, it's a little bit of both. It is fact. She was, right. she was in a little bit of trouble, our Andy. And it's, it starts off with, a sorority girl was due to face court today on drug dealing charges. However, her charred body has been found with police suspecting she was murdered. So in the same time frame that this has happened, she was due to go to court. Right. It's the same day. To give evidence or Yeah. Well, this is where to it be gets charged, a little but she probably This is where it gets evidence. a little bit cloudy. I'll tell you what she mm. was arrested for. Dealing so, on yeah. someone else's behalf. She's not a, mm. you know, yeah. Colombian. Correct. Yes, exactly. And it's kind of it, it's dealt with differently between what she was charged with and what the view of her peers was around this. And I right. think that when I tell you that, it, the penny will drop you and go, oh, yeah, I totally get that. So, Tell me that then. Andy, <laughs> Andy Delvis, <laughs> 21, a member of UCLA's Pi Beta Pi sorority, was arrested in June, so now this is September, on charges of possessing ecstasy, LSD, methamphetamine and hallucinogenic mushrooms with intent to sell. Right. Yeah, right. But she pleaded not guilty to all charges and was due back in court today. So that would have been. Hang on. So when she pleads guilty, sorry, that week. When she, sorry, when she pleads not guilty to all charges. Yeah. Is she saying she wasn't in possession, or she's saying she wasn't in possession with intent to intent sell? Intent to sell. I think it's with yeah, intent right. to sell. It's with intent yeah. to so sell. So she had party drugs. Correct. 
but possibly for personal use. Yeah. Quite possibly. So yeah. the article's trying to whip this up and they talk about the fact that there's going to be, you know, retribution from someone higher up the chain in the drug dealing um, world, which kind of makes I feel sense. I like that's already happened. Yeah. And they've got like a, a private investigator says, you know, it, it's really quite common in the handling of narcotics cases that they, when they look at things, a major danger for arrested drug sellers, if if the charges are true, he put in, is the fear of higher-ups in the illicit drug delivery chain that will be identified. So the motive is simply this. If she's silent, she cannot testify against anyone else. But what this did was it set off another sort of reaction with people where all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, she's a drug dealer, she just deserves to be dead. You know, there's yeah, it was, right. people were quick to turn. I mean, that was in a couple of days. It wasn't, it was within the week. She was supposed to have gone to court that week. But when they were going to her peers and the sorority sisters and actually she, she had a job at Jamba Juice, like which is like Boost Juice, she had done oh. a, an internship at a legal firm during the summer. And I was she thinking also Jamba Juice Israel. could have been her dealing front, you know, because <laughs> Get on the juice at Jamba Juice. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and the overwhelming response was, yes, she did have the drugs. The drugs were to go to festivals with her friends. So yeah. was right. she going to sell them? Well, yes, yeah, she might have given them to her friends and they were going to give her some money for it because she kind of had done it, but that's what they were using them but for. She's she wasn't not hanging not around a drug street dealer. corners. Not at all. We go to like Coachella or something and thing there, you know. It's still dealing. Fabulous. Yeah, that's it is. Dealing. It's not right, but... It, yeah, but it's 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 within when you look at it through the lens of being murdered. All of a sudden, you're like, oh my god, you know, was she really involved in something terribly seedy? Was she a drug dealer on campus? Was she no? She wasn't any of those things. But her poor parents are now going, what? Yeah, what yeah. did she do? Could you imagine Talk about besmirching the character? Yeah, of someone absolutely. Who's just passed away, and it totally besmirching. It totally That's changed. What I said, yeah, yeah, what is that? The oh. well, not entire. Not everyone's perception of her, but the public perception did swing a little bit at that point based on you know her now being identified as a potential drug dealer yeah <sighs> whilst that's all happening you know and everyone's look over here look over here look over here she's involved in drugs fortuitously the police are on campus you know obviously interviewing lots of people and two young men come across to a police officer outside andy's building and say look i don't know if it's of any interest or any connection but on the morning of the 21st of september we got burgled and they were like you know what did they take and they said oh they took a couple of laptops some sonos speakers and i think maybe there was some alcohol and they said oh okay then thank you very much took down notes whatever else and then one of the detectives realized that with sonos speakers to be able to use them, you have to register them. So he got in touch with Sonos and said, should anyone re-register them so they're able to use them? Here's yeah. the, you know, identify ID number or whatever else. Can you please let us know? Clever. Absolutely. So he didn't turn up to the initial 911 call then, did he? Clearly. He's using his brains. <laughs> it's a detective. He's more senior. No. Precisely. The investigation continues and I think maybe two days after that they get a call from Sonos to say, actually, someone has tried to re-register this device and they are in Fresno. Now, Fresno has come up in other stories we've done. It comes up a lot. Mm. I don't know why. Probably not the most illustrious place, I guess. So Fresno is a couple of hours north of LA. It's inland and 
the police need to head up there. And they head up there and they... And they stay for six minutes and then they turn around and leave. <laughs> yeah, go oh. Without knocking you on the No evidence of a crime here. That's right. <laughs> go and get some donuts, turn around and go back. So it was two days after Andrea's murder that Sonos speakers representative called to tell the police that someone had tried to register. Oh. And those stolen speakers now had a new email address attached to them. So with the email address, the detective had a name of someone in Fresno who was obviously connected to them. So they drove up to Fresno and that was when they, they went to a house and when they got into the house, they said to this guy who was living there, oh, there's an email address that's connected to this house do you have these Sonos speakers? And he went, well, no, I, I don't. But my flatmate said that he was going to LA for the weekend to hang out with his friend and he Napped brought them him. back. So maybe it's something so, to do with him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is Actually, now, that, you, now that I think of it, so his roommate said this, my flatmate was down in Los Angeles visiting a friend at UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think of it, he came back covered in blood and smelling of smoke. Yeah. Now that I think of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he told me that he killed someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the guy that they're obviously speaking to is ruled out quite quickly, but they're very keen to speak to his flatmate. And his flatmate is a man by the name of Alberto Medina. And Alberto Medina is Funky a twi- cold. <laughs> Funky cold. And Funky he, cold Medina. he's only 22. He's a oh. Fresno State University student with no criminal he's record. 22? Yep. And <sighs> they wait for him to come home and they interview him. And at first, of course, he knows nothing about anything and then finally admits, yeah, I was involved. I, I stole the speakers and a laptop and alcohol because, you know, we were down there partying and we're going to people's houses. And I get the impression that it's a bit of a, a you know, it's obviously young people in of party town. They kind of just wander around and not just Medina, but you look for parties. So you're in an area like, oh, where's what's going to on crash. here? Pop in. Yeah, correct. Yeah, right. So... He oh, was down. it could be like a whole lot of university parties and so you just go from yeah. one to the next maybe. Yeah. yeah so he was genuinely yeah. visiting his friend and his friend was Eric Marquez. Mm. And Eric was a UCLA student and, again, no no criminal record. But he he said that he was just down there and they were, you know, partying and, you know, just that's what they did. They were going out having a great weekend. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, <laughs> they anyway. were not. What we find out is that when he starts to admit that he had, had been there, then he starts to, you know, he starts lying and saying, you know, where he was, what they were doing, where they were going. But what we know is that Sarah Moore made the 911 call about the fire and about the suspect fleeing the scene at around 7 o'clock in the morning. And he had said, oh, you know, at one point, oh, we went home, we had a sleep, we'd been out partying, but then, you know, we were, we were asleep between these hours. We must have been asleep. Sarah says that she sees the individual, remember, jumping over Andrea's balcony into the courtyard, and remember he has the red blanket? So they, they've got Medina and they want to speak to Marquez as well, so they get the pair of them together, and as usual, it's a case of he said, I did this, I did this, I did that. You know, we were so intoxicated. But it, it basically... It comes down to a point where you understand that the pair of them were definitely, you know, going around to one party, going to the. Then they, I think, particularly Medina, he started stealing things. So he's obviously breaking and entering. He's gone into yeah. the apartment across the road from Andy, and then he goes across to Andy's apartment. And what transpires is he he gets in because I don't think her uh, balcony door was locked. That's there because there was no break and entry. But he goes in there and he takes a, a knife from her knife block and I just don't know why he had to murder her the way he did. I still don't understand that. Do you mean he he didn't know her? No, he did not know her. It was totally random. Broken into her house. Oh, my God. That makes it ten times worse, doesn't it? Was he on meth? 
He's a method. No, I don't think so. No, that never comes up. God. I don't think so. And I, you know, remember that he's been in there once. So I don't no know. Criminal if he, background. Remember he was jumping out. She saw him going. Yeah, yeah. And then she he's saw gone him back. once and he's gone back in. I again not sure what's happened there. Um, but what he does is he goes in, no criminal background, he's stolen stuff from across the road, and he goes in. I, I can only assume she fought back or she did something. He had scratches and that on him. But I, I still am at a loss. If if someone had a knife and was gonna scare me, take what you want, you know. What I mean, you do yeah, that, but yeah. he he murders her. And what they believe happens is he, whilst he's stabbing her, she's screaming. They can hear the dog barking because they, the girl, I think it was Sarah, she said in all the time she'd known Andy, mm. she'd never heard the dog make any noise at all. That dog had never barked, squawked. How could it be across nothing. Chihuahua, Chihuahua terrier. terrier and not bark? That is incredible. It's happy. It it's happy and being carried around like a handbag dog probably. Yeah, it's um, like no other dogs around. Legally or, blonde. That's all I can picture. Yeah. Pandas don't bark. Oh. So. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst Medina is in there, Eric is in the car, in the red car, waiting. Oh. And he lives about a mile away. So they weren't, they were just sort of going around being opportunistic. So I don't understand how we go from stealing something to this brutal, brutal That's murder. It's It's horrendous, right? And, you know, stabbing her in, you know, on a throat either side to make, oh, I don't know, I don't know if he did it because he knew that was what would happen, but yes. you can only hope that throughout. But, yes. but she really, it was awful. She was in a, when they found her, she, they could identify that she'd had a sports bra on, but no um, pants. She had nothing on below. So I don't know if he had, Tried to rape yeah, her, but right. there's every chance he probably did. Well, I'm did. wondering when you were saying why would he do it. I wonder whether yeah. or not he tried to rape her. Yeah. She fought back Correct. and killed her. Yeah, I think that's where it's at. And because I don't know, there was nothing that was stolen as such from her. Because remember, he was really only in. He's got the knife from the kitchen, I think, and gone to her bedroom and been in that bedroom. So the other girls were in the apartment, in the, the ones who couldn't apartment. hear it. Yes, <gasps> they didn't hear it. With the one of them said she oh, had two full blown fans on. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't understand how I mean, that works. I kind of understand how they couldn't hear it. It's just the horror of of it the being that happening next to yeah. you. Oh, so they didn't it know that. Worse is what I'm saying. Correct. Not yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. So when they went to because the fire alarms or the fire alarms did wake them up when they got each other and went to go and get Andy and they couldn't get her out of the room because it was totally engulfed in flames. It was already all done. So they didn't actually know what had happened before that either. No. So and this whole was sort of room shut. Was yeah, of course, mm. of course. And they also think that. When the police, so she's murdered and then the police arrive and the assumption has to be that she was, because she was quiet at that point and they couldn't see when they looked, they reckon they looked into her bedroom and that she wasn't on her bed, but there was blood under the bed so he got her body onto the floor, I think. But because there was no no movement, no yelling, no anything, although the dog would have whimpered, you might have heard that, they didn't, the police. They think that he just went, okay, well, now what am I going to do? I'm going to have to covered by crime and so it went from you know trying to rape her potentially to brutally murdering her to going okay well I've got to get rid of this crime scene and then that's when I he figured that's why said, I said yeah. but I don't there's no the talk about an accelerant thing like, I don't know why it was so yeah, incredibly yeah. effective I guess it would depend on what was in her bin I, th- I think yeah. the mattress would, yeah. would do yeah, it would go I, up. that's okay. what I've heard so <laughs> are we thinking attempted rape or possible rape Murder, runoff, comeback, fire, or no? I I don't know. No, no run that off earlier because he was trying to break in somewhere yeah. else when she, when Sarah first saw yeah. him. 
Then yes. But there were screams the at that point, wasn't no. there? No. Yeah. She sees him as she's going into the apartment building. Right. And he could have already been taking stuff out to the car or whatever. Uh-huh. Remember we because yeah. um, Eric's outside. Yeah. Then well, we she hit, was searing the screens and being yeah. murdered. Yeah. No, that was when Sarah was upstairs. So and Sarah, you heard yeah, well, she's she calling them, yeah. But that, let's say, in the time that he's done that, that was that, the first call. That's the yeah, first yeah, call, right? So right. when they got the first call, and this is what will come up is she. It's high likely that she was already deceased yeah. at that yeah. point, but yeah. the next bit would not have been would not Possible. have happened. Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't have burnt down those. And that's where I think for her parents and things, they're like, you know, we, even if we could have just, oh, it was so sad. They just, if we had been able to hug her, I mean, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm sure they could have. No, 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 they can tidy people up, but you can't. No, no, you can't. Yeah, a child from incinerated. Not if you needed dental no. records to be ID. Um, there's there's so, only so much, what do they call it? Mortician's putty that you can use. God. Here's a quote here, and it says, according to one of Andrea's roommates, <laughs> Sorry. Andrea didn't fall asleep until about 3 o'clock in the morning, so she was up getting ready for the rush. Oh. They say that he stabbed her 19 times while she was screaming. Then he was able to remain in the room while the police officers were investigating the disturbance. I was going to ask that. So he was in the room. Yep. He doesn't panic. Yeah, right. He remains in the room and then thinks about how to destroy the evidence and he does so by setting her and her room on fire. Oh, so they would have caught him right then and there. Yeah. There's no evidence of a crime yeah. but the murderer is yep. in, the room. in the room. Correct. So when they're talking to Alberta Medina and Eric Marquez, you know, they've they've obviously arrested them and then they were able to charge them with murder. And when they got the they were able to get a warrant and of course they I'm go here for you, Swanee. So the, when they go back to the house in Fresno, they find oh, it's all there. I mean literally it's in a plastic bag. In the plastic bag is the red blanket oh, that God. he'd taken from her house. It was from hers. Her, house, yeah, right. her knife from her knife block. I think oh her underpants God, or her, yeah, her underwear was in there. How many days later? The are knife we had like uh, a couple two. of days, two two days. I think this probably goes to day three or something. Day two, yeah, not long. Yeah, right. All all because of the Sonos thing. Yeah. Sonos that, is what's I'm in just, the right I'm just so shocked. That was really yeah. clever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but I'm shocked no, that he's he got all really of that dumb. stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely. Like a, it was he like could have dumped it anywhere on the way back, and he's taken it home. Dumb as a box. Well, I don't. I suppose he wouldn't have. Realised that the Sonos speakers would have been connected to this. Oh, but crime. what was he going to do with them? Keep them, sell them. You know, he, he was stealing. He started he's a off thieving. So he really is. He's, he's a probably yeah. Oh, he's a he is. Okay, <laughs> but he's probably done it before and not got caught. So whilst dumbass, you said he doesn't yeah. have a criminal what murdered criminal, criminal record. Criminal. I couldn't say it. Yeah, I know. I haven't <laughs> even had a drink. <laughs> Well, so There's the problem. Criminal, I know. I'll get on to it. Criminal record. He were, may well have been doing this prior. Dumb as a box of hammers. You don't Absolutely. take the murder weapon and the take it to your house and put it in a, in a plastic bag in your. No, he's a total moron, when you've driven it? two hours north and could have chucked it at any time. Oh. Yeah. It was just so easy to identify them in the end. Not only did they have the, the evidence of the the knife, her underwear, the red blanket, her DNA. But then what what was really important was how they were both involved and who was doing what. And there was all this footage of the pair of them coming and going from Eric's apartment. So there was a, a, a camera on the lift and you see them like coming in after one sort of party or whatever else, you see them leaving, you see him come in, covered both of them together with the red blanket over him and, you know, they get changed to different clothes. So 
when they you say totally, over, was it over their heads trying to the fire hide, I think, or, trying to get away from the fire, and maybe also uh, not identified. But I thought it perhaps was more to do with the fire. You know how you're told yeah, to right. cover yourself. Yeah, I could be wrong, but that's what I understood it to mean. You know, Eric saying, "I was so drunk, I can't remember any of it," and they're showing him the surveillance. He's still saying, "I don't remember what happened when the murder happened." And let's so say they compared both Eric and Alberta Medina. Eric, who was the one who was set out in the car, didn't have you know scratch on him whereas yeah. Alberta Medina did. There was also blood recovered from the red car, Medina's car, her DNA. Yeah, so that was all coming together very nicely. And at the same time, you had the parents of Andy Delvesco trying to get a handle on what had happened. And, and the dad, Arthur, was saying, my questions were so poorly received. I was rebuffed um, vigorously. They made me feel uncomfortable for asking and she said that the mum said, I'm just astounded that the police left an apartment complex with a young woman saying, I can hear someone screaming and a dog, you know, whimpering. Yeah. It's something has happened and I've seen a man run from the place. Something's going on. And they were still didn't even knock on her door because if they had have knocked on her door and nothing or had a look, it would have been, as the mum says, look, I would assume that she possibly was already and would not have survived that. Maybe she would have. Um but the outcome for us as a family and for Andy's body and us being able to say goodbye to our daughter would have been a very different experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And instead I've got my daughter having to be identified by dental records. Oh, so it was just horrendous. There were disciplinary matters involving police officers in California, but they are normally shrouded in secrecy. If that sort of thing happens, they don't go into details and it's not shared publicly. So when officer, officers are faced with potential termination, they are directed to the Board of Rights hearing and the hearings are held. It's all done very privately. It's closed to the public and it's not shared with the public. But we do know that two of the officers lost their jobs and there were two senior and two rookies and the two seniors were not together. They actually, you know, the two cars are over, one's a senior mm. and rookie mm. and, the, and the two senior officers are no lost longer with LAPD. Yeah. yeah. But no one from the police department has ever apologised to them and that's something that they, the family really? would really like. Yeah. They said, you know, all you know, we understand that things happen, but we would have liked someone to, you know, apologise to us. They've never been told the fate of the officers. It's just knowledge that two of them no um, longer work. No there. longer, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be admitting guilt to some? Well, that's why they won't. Yeah, yeah. yeah but if the hat fits, if you're going to make people lose their job over it, yeah. But if we say that we we're at fault, then he might yeah. sue us. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, yeah. But... Sue the county. Yeah, so that is pretty awful. There was someone who was, I think, like a, someone who was representing them and he'd been a former police officer and he was saying, look, you know, they actually did exercise due diligence in conducting an exterior search, you know, but there was no evidence to a crime. So um, there was no suspect, there was no victim, they couldn't see anything. But we all know that if they just had a, made more of an effort with that one apartment, which was, she said, I think it's her, I know that she's got a dog. If they knocked at the door and the yeah. other girls had woken up. No, yeah, correct. You know, bang on the door. There are yeah. other people in that Within apartment. That, she yeah. wasn't there alone. It's not a one-bedroom joint. And, Swanee, why do they think that um, Andy was dead the first time they went there? Because there, there was no... Because there was silence. They don't really know, but there was no silence. And because of the way she'd been cut here, either side of her throat, which were cut the blood flow to your brain. Apparently you die quite quickly. It, what's that called? Your cart? The jug carotid. Carotid, carotid artery. Carotid those artery. ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Artery. I don't know why I'm calling this too. There's probably only one, but <laughs> I apologise to anyone who's got medical That's background. jugular and carotid. Yeah, my carotid, yeah. yeah. 
There we but go. I don't understand how, how, like, it doesn't make sense to me, that whole cutting of the throat business. I know. Why not? It's just vile. Why would well, you do who, that? Who would do that? Like, who would go, oh, how does he even know that that would make her die quickly? Yeah, I don't know well, that he did or he didn't, but he Or he just there. stabbed her and just got a couple of lucky hits. What, well, I guess the, the bit that I'm kind of unsure of is yeah. it's quite possible that she was alive then, possibly unconscious, possibly that was... Close to bit, death. So yeah. well, well, maybe Close not even. Death. Those first yeah. screams could have been related to the rape and then True. when the police are coming, he's silenced her for want of a better word. Yep. And then yep. when they've left, he's gone, oh, fuck it, now I need to kill her and burn the place so that I don't get caught it's it's an easier story for the police to tell if she's dead before they oh, get there the mean. first time put some off the hook because we couldn't have saved her life but one way or the other is there is yeah. there any evidence of that and if not that the their negligence is much greater if she was alive first time mm. yeah okay so alberto medina mm. was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole three years to the day after he had violently attacked Del Vesco in that Westwood apartment that she'd shared with her Pi Beta Pi sorority sisters. By this time, he was now 25. He was found guilty of murder, arson, burglary and animal cruelty in connection with the 2015 death. So when he was in court, he showed no remorse. He showed no compassion. He showed nothing. He was just you know, you know when you just see some people, they just give nothing off? He was like Just that. impassive. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Another word that would have been nice had it came from <laughs> my mouth, but clearly not today. It's just I'm, I think it's so good for the family that he was given that punishment because they struggled so much with the horror of what had happened to her. And, of course, all of the they had all of her sorority sisters and employers and university lecturers that come forward and speak on her behalf. How wonderful she was. And also how much it affected their lives as well. They were all so screwed up over it, like really, you know, the horror of what had happened, plus in the vicinity to where they were sleeping or it could have been any of them, right? Really could have been any of them. It was so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Co-defendant Eric Marquez, 25, the UCLA student, was charged with one count of murder, two counts of burglary and a count of being an accessory after the fact. He pleaded guilty to one burglary count and the accessory count and he was sentenced to two years and eight months in prison, which seems strange that you'd get that for murder, but he wasn't actually, I guess, an accessory to murder. He was an accessory to murder, yeah. Yeah. Correct. doesn't say that here. Yeah. Um, And he was credited for time served and he has been released. Oh, that's that nice for him. Yeah, I thought this was sad. Many speakers expressed a sense of guilt for not doing more to prevent their friend's death. One speaker said she regretted that when she heard that police had come to inspect the area, she shrugged it off. So I suspect that was probably Sarah's flatmate. And, you know, the other one who was, you know, she was so upset. Yeah, she was the one who had, who had two, no, you that. can't. But yeah. the one, And the thing is, what would you have walked into? The girl who had the two fans on, who was the flatmate. You know, honestly, I think that if she had have rocked up and gone, what's that? I reckon he would have murdered her next. I don't think. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was. He was on a mission to finish his work and get out of there. I don't think that they were going to go. Oh, I don't want to. I've, I've done that. I don't want to do it again. I liked uh, this actually. This was uh, relates to you talking about him being not so bright when it comes to what he had done. Deborah Werbel, Medina's attorney, asked the judge to remove the additional twelve years that the prosecutor asked to be added to the life sentence 
if only symbolically, because the murder was out of character for Medina. She said, he entered Del Vesco's apartment without a weapon, so the crime wasn't premeditated, she argued. And the murder was far from sophisticated, she said. It was the opposite of sophisticated, she said, describing how Medina left a trail of evidence from the apartment to his home. Not a smart move on his part. The judge did not grant her request. He added 10 years to Medina's life sentence. Good on him. Absolutely. He can't atone for taking Andrea's life, Leslie Delvesco, that's the mum, said after the sentencing. But he did receive the maximum sentence, so I feel relieved that he can never hurt another person. It's what Mm. Andy would have wanted. And the judge basically said, you are very dangerous. We cannot have you out in the community. And he just, just didn't seem to be that bothered. I'm sure that's not the right word, but he just was impassive, as Schmidty said. Remorseless. Exactly. And that is a story of Andrea Del Vesco and her very sad demise at the hands of Alberto Medina and Eric Marquez. Funky and cold. Funky, funky cold Medina. Cold. Is, is that what he would be like after rotting in a cave for three days, Schmidty? Funky cold. Yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, he would. So who... Well, shall we sentence? What are your thoughts? Well, just because it's so fresh in my mind, that defence attorney who thinks that he should get a lighter sentence because it's out of character. Because he's not a very good murderer. Yeah, how many murders do you have to commit before it's in character? I know, isn't that ridiculous? I thought like that. I mean, when I read it, I thought, oh, Yeah, thank you for pointing that little gem out to me. She needs a... But remember we did one in your cruise crimes about a bloke who raped a girl and got some young boys to rape around as well. It was a rape fest. Yeah. And his family came forward and said, oh, he's God. a nice man. When's that, that on again character. next, Schmitty? What, the rape fest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to that one. Oh, goodness me. But, yeah, like she, the family was saying, oh, it was out of character for him. Again, how many times do you have to rape before it yeah, becomes, yeah. becomes character. a character trait? Yeah. Oh, oh, he's, he's done it. that again. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're going to start saying this is a bit of a character trait of yours now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, we're up to what four? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not three. Quite yet. We're but he's three getting, to four. He's certainly getting a reputation. Oh, um, you got to be careful. People like, will start to start to pigeonhole you. Yeah, <laughs> Swanee murders out of character for you and I, so we don't get any. <laughs> no, I don't get that. Schmitty, however. Well, you know, yet to be proven, but. Just very knowledgeable when it comes to all things mm. murder. Mm. Murder. <laughs> I'm not a murderer. <laughs> uh, you do accents well, Schmitty. Oh, sometimes. The police, <laughs> honestly, seriously, mm. I think they literally went to that police academy that is was made into a series of hilarious films. Yeah. Hilarious. Six Porkies. minutes. Just couldn't be. Well, look, I know it's. LA, there's a lot happening. It's LAPD, a lot happening. They're busy. Busy, They're busy. busy. They yeah. are. They're busy. And I think yeah. six minutes is not enough time to determine, especially in a in a, a country where we've covered other sorority killers. Like it's the kind of place, not just frightened everyone who goes to university and lives on campus, but, you know, it sort of in, not encourages or invites, but it's a bit of a hunting ground. And that's why universities have so many security guards. And, they usually, and I think UCLA, they usually have their own police force. Yeah, yeah. So, But this is off campus. Yeah, that's, so and that's, slightly, that's, it's in Westwood, but slightly off campus, you're right. Yeah, but. yeah. So I would kind of go, I wonder, and I'm in two minds about the police. One, 
says absolutely that's not thorough enough. Yeah. The other one is I wonder how often they get called to these exactly. apartments. And wasting their and not time, this nothing's block. happening. Yeah. You know, someone screamed, yeah, of course they did, yeah. and it's always kids just having a little too much fun. And when you turn up and everything's quiet, you go, they've all gone to bed now, it's all and over. And it's Let's rush week, they're all pissed on to the Yeah, on to yeah. the next thing. Yeah. And I could and see that. kind of what I was saying is that it was they're busy. They are, mm. and that sort of shit can happen, yeah. And interesting that the two more experienced police were the ones who Correct. probably said let's go because yeah. they've seen it yeah, so yeah. many times. Yeah, yeah. But do you think, and this is where I think things could have changed, is if they just, if any of them had gone back and spoken to Sarah and said, Correct. okay, nothing's going on, and she said, so, you know, you've checked on Andy, okay, you've, you've seen her or whatever oh, no, 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 you know, we just walked past. Yeah. I don't know that I would have been bold enough as a young girl to say to a police officer, well, I think you need to go and can we just check? Can we I just think check? she might have, though. Remember, on that yeah. second call, the thing that stuck in my head yeah. was when they said, can you describe? She goes, I've been through this yeah, and yeah, I've done yeah. this yeah. already. You know, yeah. like she was not having a bar of it. So I think she might have. She yeah. sees one of the policemen when they come back to do the investigation oh, no. and she says, you were there, and he says, I was. Oh, she's observant. I know she's good. God. What, what was she um, studying? Do we know? What's the, she got? The neighbour. I don't know what Sarah. Sarah made us. No, that's what I said. She's is, a really good detective right now. Yeah, she, well, yeah. that's what I was saying <laughs> earlier on. Is she like? Is she used to this, or is she just I mean, a natural? She was doing criminology. I reckon she's just a natural. Normal. So I think the point around them not going to speak to her is a really valid one because you go there and you go, oh, I can't see anything. Do I just go or do I go, oh, the person who reported it's just upstairs. I'll just go and say to them, why did you think that scream was worse than anything else? You know, you've got someone there yes. who you can go and talk to. It's not like it's an yeah. anonymous report. And she would have said, mate, that is way worse than anything. The dog didn't sound right. She didn't sound right. I never yeah. hear that sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Can you just go and knock on the door? The girls who live with her will be fine with it. No, I, I think that's completely correct. And we're very rarely in a situation on Trial by Wine where everybody except the victim, of course, is still around or we know what's happened yeah, or the yeah. evidence is there. It's all, you know, this one's quite tidy in that yes. respect. You know, normally we're left so frustrated because we didn't have something answered, we weren't really sure. But, you know, we, we had, you know, witnesses. We have, you know, the weapon. Oh, uh, we I have thought DNA. you were doing all the Jizzy Lizzie. <laughs> The Jizzard the Wizard. That was, that was, oh, that was that a was stabbing a motion. I'm really like a total peanut today. I do apologise. No, everybody. it's kind of fun. Um, the words just aren't coming. But it's. But you know what I mean? I, I thought that was quite nice in the respect that from a from a crime, we're, we're so often we're left frustrated by so many things that don't happen or there's defective detective work or whatever else and then we don't ever find well, out or we think we're going to find out. certainly not well, now we know all right. I mean, it's solved. No, exactly. Crime. It was solved mm. very yes. quickly because there's, he's a complete exactly. moron. Correct. Probably yeah. why he seems so <laughs> impassive. He only has two brain cells. He wasn't going yeah. to UCLA, remember. He was going to a different... Well, he was going to Fresno, yes. yes. Fresno mm. State. Mm. Didn't even say what he was studying. Mm. Mm. I don't know mm. anything about mm. whether that's a good university or not. Um, well, look, I think I'm quite happy to... Like, I mean, yeah, life sentence without parole, that's bad, whatever. An extra 10 years as well, good. But I kind of would like to create... A bit of wild trial by one world where we've got, I don't know, like a, a stadium or something like that, full of giant, very pissed off and singed chihuahuas. <laughs> Shea pandas. Shea pandas. Shea pandas. Have, not eating any treats for a like long time. Like the never ending story? 
Yeah, Shay Panda just go for the it. Luck Dragon from the Neverending oh, Story. Oh no, he's lovely. If you look up yeah, Shay so Panda, you'll see this thing doesn't look like Shay Panda. Oh, I really? mean, this thing doesn't look like whatever that thing was called. Atreyu. No, Didn't that was the boy. That was the boy. Oh, what was the do- the thing? Falcor. Oh my Falcor. god, Falcor. Well yeah. done. It looked like uh, oh. my sister's Maltese Terrier, Falcor. Shay Panda, God love her. Yeah, just looked like a. They're like Mitzi, but a, a cream Mitzi. Anyway. Who's Mitzi? My sister, my brother's dog. Right. Anyway, so which is a Chihuahua cross terrier. Very right. good at ratting, I'll tell you. They're good for that. Anyway. So ratting. I'd, I would put these mutant Shea Pandas. I think Shea Panda still has an Instagram. I was yes, going to say, I, said, I Googled oh, it and Shea Panda comes up on Instagram. It does, and it's from, oh, that's freaky, June 2015. Yeah, so I'm going to put oh. him in a sort of stadium. Oh, oh, oh. Shea Panda's cute. With oh. burnt and angry and mutant Shea Pandas, and he's just going to kind of have to survive, mm, run around. You are Shea Panda. Be eaten, be mauled. What are you showing us? Oh, that's a rude one. I saw that one. <laughs> oh, Shay, put it away. Oh, that's a nicer photo than it's I've seen. Shay it. Panda. Take it back. It's not okay. Get on to Instagram. She's oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, I take it back. He's oh, a cute. Oh, no, there's some really cute, cute ones. Yeah, sorry, Slow. no. All right. Sorry, Shay Panda. Really cute. Oh, that cute. one thing that would upset you, though, that when, when she brought Shay Panda home. Did you look at the She called one? it her slut pup. Oh, and I didn't really like that. What? And I can just see she's sunsets her slut <laughs> In this one here, it's well, his, I can see I'm right so romantic. It's like hashtag sunsets with slap up. Oh. oh, goodness me. I hope that Andy and, Andy and Shay. I'm happy wherever they are. Shay Panda. I can't remember Shay Panda's name. How could you forget that? Oh, Shay Panda. So, what are you saying? You're saying that you want them to be somewhere in the good place. I, I just hope they're together in the good place together. Yeah. Yeah. Old mates in the Coliseum. Yeah, Coliseum with mutant Shea Pandas who are very angry and chasing him around and eating bits of him but not quite killing him so that we can just continue the torture. Do they, do they breathe fire? They can. It's tried by one. not really, like not kill you instantly fire but just like, yeah, you know, yeah. singe you. Yeah, I like it gradually because I was you. thinking that there had to be a burning element given. Yeah, burning sensation. Yes, yes, around his anus. If only you could get oh. out of here, you could go and see a doctor about that burning that's sensation. Right. But you, mate, are stuck. You are stuck here with the mutant shape pandas. Yes, that's that was my. You're going to die with that burning sensation. Ooh, that was my funky cold. Funky cold, nothing. Yeah, that's my sentence. What about that lawyer who thinks that it's out of character? Maybe he should be in the same place. Because in some ways, those completely random attacks that happen in people's homes. Yeah. Are some of the worst. No, oh, because it could happen you know, to I, anyone. It's the violation of it all. But but it, I, I guess that the difference is, you know, sometimes you go, well, they shouldn't have been there or that was a risky thing to do. You're just at home. Yeah. She's in her bed, in bed at home. Like, yeah. for God's sakes, what are you supposed to do? Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, Clarky, what are you going to do with well, that horrible attorney? With Funky Cold. No, well, I think Funky Cold needs to actually... Be cold and funky. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Rotten in a box. So um, there's probably a number of ways to do that, but maybe after your punishment, yeah. 
we just take him somewhere like a cave and he'd leave him there for a week or so to get nice and cold, cold and, and funky. funky. And then we take him out and <laughs> yeah. chase him with the dogs and burns him again. Well, and then we well no because he'll be dead then. Oh. But but you could you could always reincarnate. We got resurrection so that we can torture him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think the lawyer then needs to spend some time with him mm. once he's cold and funky. What, just in so a cave with a dead person? Correct. Oh. So she can be cold and smell his funky. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You know, just, just because that's out of character, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what even does that mean? In a, in a context of a murder, it's out of character to go into someone's home rape them, stab Are them they, 19 possibly, times, possibly them, yeah. set the room, well, possibly, yeah, yes, yeah, uh, set the room on fire. I mean, it might be out of character, but he's freaking done a no, I think setting the room crazy on fire was something job. he does all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that, that, was, totally that bit was within character. Yeah, that was fine. And, you know, 11 stabs, I'm okay with it. 19, that's, that's out of character. Disgusting, yeah. Go and smell his cold funk, lady. Okay. Ooh. Mm. All right. And Swanee, you're just sending them to the good place or? I find it, I find this tricky because with Albert Medina, Alberto Medina, sorry, I don't really know anything about him still. Do you know what I mean? There's still nothing that tells me why he thought that was an appropriate response to mm. a burgle gone wrong. You know what I mean? It, it just feels like yeah. this goes to the nth, nth degree. And then, I, do you know, so what, what am I left to work with? You murdered someone for no reason just None. because you were going to go and steal a Sonos speaker. It's not like you are doing yeah, a big robbery yeah. to get something worthwhile and a crappy computer and a bottle of grog. Mm. That's what they've done across the road. What do you think she's going to have? Like, There's just, there was Fair no. pants and a kitchen knife. So random and unnecessary. It's, it's, mm. I just don't get it. So I don't really have a, a point where I can go, right, well, that's what I want to focus in on with him. I just think, wow, I think. The only thing I was trying to introduce, which is a bit of a stretch, was I know that it's been sort of outlawed because it's so dreadful, which I don't know if it's outlawed, that's not quite the right word, but then again, there hasn't been a right word the whole afternoon, has there? <laughs> um, <laughs> hazing, you know, when they have mm, these rituals. Yes. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know that they're allowed to do it anymore. I'm pretty sure they're not because it just always goes wrong and it's all about humiliating people, embarrassing yeah, yeah. them, making them um, be like, such oh, fun. You're horrendous, <laughs> right? Not I the day it works, Perhaps <laughs> there could be some hazing for Alberto Medina and Eric Marquez and just so that they would feel a degree of shame, terror and shame and fear mm. and all of the things that poor Andy mm. and. You know, even the people that are associated with her friends and colleagues and just the cohort that went through at the same time must have been absolutely horrendous to have to, to go through something like that. And I really so feel for bad. her family. Yeah. Her family just looks so gorgeous. They beautiful family. Look, all these photos of them on holidays, you know, really, you know, mum and dad, daughter, oh, sorry, older brother, Andy, and little sister out so doing lovely, things. Yeah. You know, they weren't. Contri- they didn't look like they were contrived anyway. They just looked like really nice, good people living a good life, you know, helping people, having great friendships and totally stolen. And I, I just find it really heartbreaking. I Just her mother, oh, God, her dad was in the, I guess it was a documentary they watched, the dad didn't even feature, didn't even speak. It was just the mum. And the mum actually looks like a different person when you see some of the photos. Just mm. the effect that it has on somebody is yeah, it's awful life. when you see that, it isn't really it? Is. And they don't recover. No, no, she looked like a different person. I was just going to say that comment around, and instead we have to, our daughter has to be identified dental by her records. dental records. Yep. You know, that, the trauma that's clearly playing, yep. you know, caused her. Ugh. Yeah. Isn't it? I, 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 this will be the last sort of thing I say, but I do find 
in the strangest way, this comfort in Shea Panda being, being with her. With her. Being and at there. least so that the mum thinks that she's got company and that she hasn't yeah. left on her own. If Shea Panda and Andy were so close, I yeah. think that that is a really nice thing to, to choose to think. And I, I think that's yeah. that really, really sort of touched me. And I thought, oh my god, that made me cry that bit when I saw that. It was like talking yeah. about saying goodbye and go and give Andy a kiss. And I was like, oh my god, you know, you just don't want your children to be murdered or set alight. And then I think, well, oh at god. least if you think they've got their beloved pet with them, it's something, right? You'd look for these little somethings. Anyway, on that mm, note, cheery. cheery. I will. Yeah. I just, I'll just say. I'm I'm not happy with the media for putting out information that wasn't relevant to the case. Yeah. That besmirched. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that yeah, word yeah, again yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. Clarkie. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, because they would have the been reputation digging, right? of Andy. What yeah. can we say about her? I mean, I get that you're an in- investigative journalist, but let the actual investigators work out what's happening here and yeah, just report the facts. If it was facts. a drug-related crime, mm. then report that. Don't go looking. Exactly. But, Agreed. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well. All right. Swanee's just uh, straightening her papers again. <laughs> Sorry. Think, no, good story. Very sad, but well Very, told. Yeah, well yeah. done. So good well on you, Swanee. And you. as we say every week, miss you already. See you next Bye-bye. time. Bye. Ta-ta Bye. now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, trial by wine, or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com. Mm-hmm.